Music. Music. Music, 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 music. Music, 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 music. Music, 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 music. Music, 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 music. Are you recording local? I am, yes. If you can record local, then I'm not even going to bother recording because they have it. Uh, I'm just going to use this as a forum. For I've just a got my end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just and I've my end. That's all you need. And I've got my recording of you. And I'll use that yeah, cool. to map back to the um, back to that, and then I'll put, yeah. I'll put your lovely clean words up against my kind of muffled recording of you, like through a blanket <laughs> yes. and, and along a malfunctioning fucking wire it, it, line. It is a crappy um, headset microphone that I've had for a while. I'm not I'm not as cool as you guys. I do have an SM58, but it's currently being used. Dude, I'm using room, so. I'm using a Yeti that I bought in December 2014. <laughs> Man, they're pretty good those jetties. They're still they yeah. They it all has to do with voice. Since the I have a wireless mic that I use, I take to gigs. That if I need to do like someone just needs to MC or talk, or if you have a drunk punter, it's good enough to do to that. I wouldn't sing sing. Yeah, pretty much. And it's well, it was only hundred bucks too. So if someone mic drops or something stupid like fuck my whoever rented mic drops should be fucking shot. Um, but yeah, if they drop a microphone and break it, it's only a hundred bucks as opposed to you know six hundred. Which is always so so good when someone drops a six hundred dollar microphone. Yes, I actually saw a wedding a DJ once where the you know the drunk groomsman or something mic dropped one of his very expensive microphones and the DJ came from behind and punched him in the head and I and everybody's like oh what a fucking asshole and I'm like nah, no I would have punched I'm him on too. his side. Your, yeah, your special I'm, day I'm, 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 does not does not mean that you yeah. can ruin someone's fucking job just because you got you got pissed day. at somebody else's party yeah yeah. Yeah, so um, the chief drunk and then. Yes, just because you had a big day on the fucking Rantan doesn't mean you get to break someone's kit. <laughs> you dreadful little man. Yeah, I was I was actually looking for some for, for music and I did, but I couldn't. I was maybe thinking that the new Metallica album might be out and we could sort of shit can that because you know it's going to be shit. You know it's going to be shit. I think we should shit can all the albums that we're going that are going to be terrible this year without recording them, without actually having to fucking listen to them. I think that's probably a good call. Well, we did that thankfully with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I just gave you the two second version of it's awful, and I did love all of the um, your microphone's fucked again. All by the, the press way, it was like, oh, is it? Uh, I did love all of the press that came out at the time when they were out here touring. I was like, oh, fans really don't like, you know, don't like the, you know, they don't play any of the old stuff. And by old stuff, they meant Californication because <laughs> um, they barely like. <laughs> The the most common album they played was um you know by the way and Jesus and, Christ and all that sort of stuff. Oh, and the new sh- pieces of shit as well. I um they did play like they they didn't even play and people like they didn't you know they didn't play under the bridge and I I mean I don't know I mean they've disappeared so far up their own asshole as well that it probably doesn't bother them that they know they probably hate the song by now because it's become a pastiche of what it probably originally was but I mean you should 32 years in you should be like I'm sick of I think I'd like to do something else now but you're being paid to do that if, if you don't like turning up to work after 32 years in retire look I said this to someone the other day on a boat after I, because they said oh okay after I was having a set break and they said oh you know that song that someone requested you to play I said oh yeah I'm just gonna have a listen to it now and I'll see how I go and he said yeah don't play that. He said, you don't need to play that. And I went, oh, look, I said, I'm, I'm sort of past the point now 
where you know I used to be all snobby about it, but I said I, I, I get more enjoyment out of seeing someone else be happy by me playing a song, even if it's something I don't particularly enjoy, than in stoking my own art house, some yeah. musical sensibilities or something like that. It's not about me. You know, so and that's fine. I think I'm quite comfortable. There. I'm a service provider. I provide good vibes. That's really what you're here for. And look, it was a bunch of seven-year-old, seven-year-old caravanners who I, for the first time ever, and probably never again, sang "Living Next Door" to Alice. Yeah. And amazingly enough, the Alice. they all stood up at the unison. Yes. At seven years old, and yelled, "Who the fuck is Alice?" Right back at me, and I went, "Well, goddamn it, there you go. You just never know." Well, that must have come from somewhere. It must have been like the "Am I ever going to see your face again?" thing. I mean, that had to like. <laughs> That's what I actually said to them. I, I, I literally said that to them. I said, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like I said, am I ever going to see your face again? And then they yelled it back to me. I said, oh, I play that too. I said, um, I have a piano in front of me. Yes. Like, yes. I can play like a sad exactly, Tori yeah. Amos style version of it, but I'm yeah. not sure I can do. Yes. I heard a great podcast the other day and I must have wasn't mine. most of the time I, 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 I struggle to listen to this podcast because I find it really self-indulgent and so long but in the midst of all the self-indulgence and long-windedness there's really good stuff and it's called um, 60 Songs That Made the 90s it's some deep deep voiced guy must be a rock musician but it's all about he gets around to all this sort of stuff but it was all this one was all about Cornflake Girl and, and the history of Tori Amos and, and it's fucking fascinating um, including he actually lets you know what the song's actually about <laughs> which is probably not something for general probably, probably news well, to Tori about, Amos uh, as well oh, it's about female genital mutilation and I bet you you never knew that when, when it was seen sung on the radio that's what he said and I went just like well fuck I had no idea no idea. Well, you know, if you want your message to come across, you should probably explain it in a much more fucking clear way than banging on about cornflake girls. <laughs> it got uh, played on a lot of radio stations, though. Um, as, as he said, he said, you know, if you ever want your message to get out there on the radio, this is probably how you do it. But anyway, enough about Tory. A message, not the message. No, that's been... Someone's got a shit cover, like they're sampling from that, too, in some awful fucking song. I just, I just wish there was... A, you know, I listen... Because I'm sort of listen to commercial radio. Well, somebody Sometimes has to. it's the best thing that's around. You might be the last one. Well, that's right. But I just find the lack of originality in, you know, from everything from everybody's wetting themselves over that fucking Beyonce album. And it's just boring. It's like I could almost hear a you. The last year's one, Renaissance, that was yeah, yeah, really like, generic. It's like, it like I hear a yawning into the microphone. Like it's just like, yeah, you know, she, yeah, like phoned in. But because it's Beyonce, it's just amazing. You know, um, and like all this, and, and all the same people wetting themselves over fucking Post Malone supporting the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, he's so amazing. Nah. Nah, the, the Kendrick album got all that kind of fucking love as well, particularly from to like the Guardian writers who put like that Beyonce and that Kendrick one and two in their albums of the year. And it was like, who are you, who is this for? Who are you t- putting this here for? Cause it's not based on what, yeah. what's on the record. This is not interesting. This is not breaking any fucking paradigms. This is not pushing the art forward in any way. It is purely celebrity that makes you put these albums in these places. That and they know it'll get clear. Because if if Joe Bloggs and and Karen from down the shops, you know, respectively recorded these albums, you would not give them your fucking time of day because they're generic bullshit. It's just so 
incredibly transparent. And you should be better than that if you're a major media organisation. I think that's why that Bob Dylan album last year resonated. It's not my kind of album. It's not the sort of thing that I would sit down and listen to. No, it's good for one thing, and you don't like good music. Although I find myself sometimes at driving home and I just go, yeah, fuck it, let's just put that on. Because it's just great like it's just unlike anything um and even you know and even other stuff like the the alien weaponry stuff which is an assault on the senses and it's not you know i like heavy decent heavy music but it's different it's got something about it you know and maybe it's the sort of cultural sort of stuff that makes that so powerful as well but it's just at least there's original um and i just don't think there's a lot of originality around not when I see. Well, there certainly wasn't any original ideas in that, that Beyonce thing because it was literally just here's a whole bunch of standard Beyonce tropes plus some shitty disco. Disco, yeah, like just crap disco that you've heard a thousand times before. But washed out, not not particularly interesting and, disco, and not an amen break in sight. So no, this is true. But as you say, music, music, music. music. And on that note, get it. That'll do. <laughs> this was a sports podcast, apparently. Somewhere. Oh, I think that last bit might be, be it after, be dark. after dark. Old fashioned after dark. Ragging on, ragging on music. Two old men in the uh, in the top of the theatre. That wasn't half bad. No, it was all terrible. <laughs> God bless us. I miss that. I can't get my kids interested in the Muppets like old. And I just, I just, like, I, I just, I just don't, I don't know where that stops. I can't get my kids interested in going to school. Well, I, I mean, mean, the Muppets <laughs> might be beyond, might be slightly beyond us. No, but I just, I just don't. When did that stop being funny? I still watch some of that stuff and the slapsticks, and it's just funny. Like, I mean, not all of it's great. I think part of it is you kind of have to understand the culture of of late night shows and yeah. variety variety shows. That kind of show doesn't exist well, if you're under our age. You know, kind of the tonight, the late night. Uh, American late night shows kind of keep that alive, but part of what makes the Muppet Show work is that it's a parody of a late night show, and that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, well, I was trying to explain to them the other day about, you know, the way that we used to sort of get new music, you know. So shows like Hey, Hey, It's Saturday, you have Molly Meldrum going, here's the latest song, you know, from the States. I said, there was no internet. There was no stuff. Literally, you were hearing it for the first time on these shows, and that's why people tuned in. That's why these, you know, because they yeah. keep watching. I mean, the first game. time I saw Tism was on fucking Hey, Hey, Saturday. I, I know. Saturday, I, I actually played that for them the other day. I said, I'm going to introduce you to a band called Tism. Uh, I was just showing them through some sort of novelty bands because I, I, I was taking them through yeah. Unit. I actually played uh, played uh, well, um, the World of Sleaze. Oh, look your ass off. No, World of Sleaze. Oh, not World of Sleaze. Jesus Christ. I said, I want you to listen. I'm calling dogs. <laughs> I just said, no, no. Said, You've heard all these words before, but, you know, just see how, how, how you can make the nicest sounding song out of something so offensive. And then I sort of went from there. Should have just gone. Sucked yeah, a lot yeah, of cook to get, get where I am. That would also no, I think work. we only got back to um, I liked your old stuff better than your new stuff. So because yeah, I think yeah. unit. Did I see they're touring that unit's twenty five this year, which is fucking scary. Yeah, they should. Yeah, yeah we'll so be I think they're touring yeah, with a whole bunch of bands of the particular age. I mean, you know, reading bios on the internet. I hope they're touring with the Fives just to annoy Bezo. Oh, that'd be so good. No, actually, no, there might there's some modern bands in there as well. Oh no, but I'll tell you who it is. So. There's an outdoors and an indoors. And so there is Glitterous, <laughs> Scream Feeder, Butterfingers, Models, Custard, of course, Custard are there, DZ Death Race. 
Models as in like the band from the fucking eighties? Well, that's one when they've got. No, I don't. I think that's out of mind, out of sight. No, can't no, get my body tight. Is the old James model. Valentine on saxophone kind of the models? I don't. No, but it's it's definitely yeah. It's no, it is the models. Yeah, the original out of mind, out of sights. Oh, there you go. Um, and then in indoors, you have Soy Division, Cheap Date, Platonic Sex, The Stress of Leisure, Mitch Pleased, Flange Pennies, Cable Ties, and of course, and none of them I've heard, but I'm sure they are all just leading up to the Resin Dogs. Cable Ties, I've heard of. They're kind of a um, feminist uh, post punk band from Melbourne. Right, and then it finishes with the Resin Dogs, who actually, yeah, yeah, it felt a bit, yeah, it felt a bit Brisbane-y. Yes, very Brisbane, I think. But uh, I, I think I sent it to Visa, but he's otherwise occupied on that that date. When is it? Saturday, twenty tomorrow. There you go. That's why he's otherwise occupied because he's yes. down here. Um, but yeah, I, that, that, that'd still be fun. I don't know. I just. You, you, but you look at that that day, that, that sort of time of tism, and yes, I guess the foes and all that sort of stuff. But even earlier, like and I was sort of just trying to show them, you know, when Australia because there wasn't this influx of overseas music kind of cluttering Spotify and you know it's a, there was Australian music was easy to get hold of and it was it attracted more attention so you had you know even you look in the pop spaces you had you know like your Jenny Morris's and you you know all, all these sort of Australian New know, Zealand uh, songstress after all yeah, Jenny Morris Jenny Morris along with all the good New Zealand bigger here than she ever was over there the thing, the thing I, I always bring it back to is that what a sea change it was when Triple J came to mm. our region. Absolutely. Because growing up in the country, it was like you had the commercial radio stations and you had- That's it. And ABC. Yeah, that's it. Literally nothing else. And then Triple J came and it was like, what was that movie with fucking Tobey Maguire where everything was in black and white and then suddenly things started being colours? Pleasantville or something? I, yeah. It was a bit like that where suddenly shit- there was like a whole new spectrum of a whole new color palette of music that you weren't, you just weren't getting exposed to and you had no way of being exposed to it. Maybe if you stayed up super late and listened to the weird stuff that was on yeah. Rage at like two in the morning, but um, it was just very different. Yeah, it's it's just a different sort of time. I look at some sort of- And now Triple J is just fucking bad hip hop and yacht rock. But even worse, like and I was thinking about this because I did Twitch over the Triple J the other day. And they're saying, oh, they're losing their uh, listenership, like the people are, are going away from them. And I thought, yeah, but have you listened to Triple J? And, you know, at least if you look at the people who are on Triple J, and this is, you know, back in my day, everything was great. But these people are still professional broadcasters. Whereas now, I just feel like I'm listening to, like, Yobbo and Dave, who just rocked up. And, yeah, so that was, uh, it's like community radio. Like there's the not, yeah, there's not a lot of, of actual radio polish. No, it's just, it feels very- No, that's why they keep Kingsmill on. I can't understand why Kingsmill still pulls a salary for those people, but maybe because he can talk into a microphone without, you know, vomiting down the front of his shirt. They're just getting, who's funny? They're just getting like, you know, open mic comedians. But they're not even funny. Yeah. Like, it's just like, yeah, you know, and here's the latest. I, I, I just listened to this and it's just, a, it's just, a, it just really moved me, you know, and I, I don't give a fuck play the music and i've been i'm sure that that probably appeals to a certain demographic the kids don't care about radio art man that kids don't care about the the great fucking mic skills that you and i bring to this podcast but maybe that's what's missing is actually decent broadcasting yeah and i mean it's not just fucking radio you mean i mean we've long lamented the fact that this has perverted all courts of media like you know a sports commentary is littered with people who aren't broadcasters they're just fucking players just you know 
why why do we assume that they can talk? At least they know what they're talking about. What does a fucking open mic comedian know about music? Yeah, I guess. Although, you know, I argue that the probably Triple J's best breakfast days had Will Anderson and Adam Spencer, who or you know, just yeah, but, but they, they weren't open mic comedians. They were successful. Yeah, no, that's right. All right, this was the Bulls broadcast. <laughs> And or tripping balls. I don't know which part of the show this is going on, but we'll figure that out have, later. Have fun with the edit. Um, send me the uh, send me your audio, and we'll I will scramble something together from this across the weekend. It's on its way to you directly. Ta. All right. I'll catch All right. You. Catch you later. All right. Cheers.